what, what God has, has, has showed us. So let's go ahead and start right here again and go to Revelation um, chapter 1. Look at Revelation chapter 1. And um, <clears throat> let's read verse 3. Revelation chapter 1. And then look at verse 3. So here it says, Blessed, so everybody say, Blessed, blessed. is he, is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So three things here that God tells us, especially as we read Revelation, not just Revelation, but also the whole word of God. He says, you're blessed. Those who read it, and then those who hear it, and then those that keep those things which are written. So another thing, so three things, read, listen, and obey. So when you read the word of God, you're blessed. You're blessed when you read the Word of God. And then when we read the Word of God, you are to listen to God. What is God saying? What is God speaking to you? See, God speaks to all of us differently because God knows each and every one of us. He knows our heart. He knows your mind. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. God knows. He knows. That's why he gave us his word. And in his word, when we dig deep into his word, he begins to show us and to reveal to us what, his, what he's saying to us and how he's speaking to us. It's just amazing. Now, there, there's this book here, as we, as we started to read here in Revelation, it's the only book that contains this where it says, blessed is he who reads. It's the only book that, that, says, that mentions that. Blessed. And, and so we can also call Revelation a, the blessing book. And yet people don't want to read it because they, when they think of Revelation, they're thinking about what's going to happen and what's going to come, what's going to take place. Because as we read it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was pretty deep. The wrath of God, the judgment of God, all these things, what, what he showed us through his word. <clears throat> and um, so there's seven blessings in the book of Revelation. And go ahead and write this down. So Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, where we just read, what we just read. And then Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. 
Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. 15? Yeah, chapter 16, verse 15. 14 what? And then uh, chapter 14, verse 13. Okay. And then Revelation chapter 19, verse 9. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. Revelation chapter 22, verse 7. And then Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. So there's seven verses there in the book of Revelation, which tells us the blessings. So Right now, let's go, let's actually, let's look at one of them. Look, let's go to 14, chapter 14, and then look at verse 13. So look at that. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13 says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, bless are the dead, who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. And if you look, I'm going to read the, the CEV here. So the, the CEV here says, Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Put this in writing. From now on, the Lord will bless everyone who has faith in Him when they die. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. The Lord will bless everyone who has faith in Him when they die. How many of you have faith in God? Amen. How many of you have faith? See, just like we, we heard that word just, just a while ago, confident. How confident are you in the Lord? How confident are you in, his, in, 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 in Jesus? Amen. See, the Lord will bless everyone who has faith in Him when they die. Yes, physically our bodies are not going to, you know, we're, we're going to die. We're gonna die. Who 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 who's gonna you know not not go through this? It's gonna happen. But when we read the Word of God, God promises us that because of our faith in Jesus and because we are children of God, what does He say? When you die, when you take your last breath in this world, guess what? Your first breath will be in the presence of God. Wow. Wow. You see, you take your last breath here, but then your first breath will be in the presence of God. Wow. When you close your eyes and you open it up, all things new. Everything. Praise God. And then this word, uh, revelation, 
a Greek word, okay? Apocalypsis. Apocaly apocalypsis. So that's what that word, revelation, means in Greek. So when you, do, when you look up apocalypsis, what it means is to uncover, to unveil, or in other words, to take the lid off. See, when you, take, when you uncover, when you take the lid off, and that's what we've done here with Revelation. We've done that, and look what, what came out of it. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So now, let's go all the way to Revelation 22. And um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and read this whole chapter. And I'm going to read the CEV. It says that the angel showed me a river that was crystal clear, and its waters gave life. The river came from the throne where God and the Lamb were seated. Then it flowed down the middle of the city's main street. On each side of the river are trees that grow a different kind of fruit each month of the year. The fruit gives life, and the leaves are used as medicine to heal the nations. God's curse will no longer be on the people of that city. He and the Lamb will be seated there on their thrones. And its people will worship God. Praise the Lord. And we will and, and will see him face to face. Praise the Lord. How many of you are looking forward to seeing God face to face? Amen. Amen. Your creator, the one that created you, the one that made you in his likeness, the one that made you in his image, you're going to see him face to face. And then you're going to see Jesus. Praise the Lord. God's name will be written on the foreheads of the people. Never again will night appear, and no one who lives there will ever need a lamp or the sun. The Lord God will be their light, and they will rule forever. The glory of God will be our light. Praise God. Amen. Then I was told these words are true and can be trusted. You believe that? Yes. God's word, true and can be trusted. The Lord God controls the spirits of his prophets. And he is the one who sent his angel to show his servants what must happen very soon. Remember, I am coming soon. God will bless everyone who pays attention to the message of his book. Are you paying attention? Yes. Are you paying attention? Praise the Lord. Praise God. My name is John, and I am the one who heard and saw these things. Then after I, I had heard and seen all this, I knelt down and began to worship at the feet of the angel 
who had shown it to me. But the angel said, don't do that. I am a servant just like you. I am the same as a follower or a prophet or anyone else who obeys what is written in this book. God is the one you should worship. Praise the Lord. Worship God. Amen. Worship God. Only Him. Worship God. Don't worship anything else. Don't let anything get in the way. Worship God. Don't keep the prophecies of this, in this book a secret. These things will happen soon. Evil people will keep on being evil. And everyone who is dirty-minded will still be dirty-minded. But good people will keep on doing right. And God's people will always be holy. I am holy. Are you holy? Yes. Praise the Lord. Then I was told, I am coming soon. And when I come, I will reward everyone for what they have done. Are you ready to receive your reward? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he says, um, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. God will bless all who have washed their robes. They will, have, they will each have the right to eat fruit from the tree that gives life, and they can enter the gates of the city. But outside the city will be dogs, witches, immoral people, murderers, idol worshipers, and everyone who loves to tell lies and do wrong. I am Jesus, and I am the one who sent my angel to tell all of you these things for the churches. Whoa. As we've been going through Revelation, look, right here, he brings that word back up again to the churches. All, tell, tell all of you these things for the churches. I am David's great descendant, and I am also the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Everyone who hears this should say, come. If you are thirsty, come. If you want life-given water, come and take it. Look, it's free. It's free. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Here is my warning for everyone who hears the prophecies in this book. If you add anything to them, God will make you suffer all the terrible troubles written in this book. If you take anything away from these prophecies, God will not let you have part in the life-given tree and in the holy city described in this book. Mm -hmm. The one who has spoken these things says, I am coming soon. Yes. So Lord Jesus, please come soon. I pray that the Lord Jesus will be kind to all of you. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Going back to verse 20, look. The one who has spoken these things says, I am coming soon. 
I am coming soon. So when you hear that, when you hear that, that Jesus is coming soon, Jesus is coming soon, and he says, I am coming, and I am coming quickly. What is he saying to you? What is he telling you? Yeah. Get ready. Get ready. Are you ready? Because that trumpet's going to sound any second. We don't know when, but we ought to be ready. You ought to be ready. See, you had a choice to be here tonight. You had a choice to come when we said, come, we're going to speak, we're going to tell you about this book here. People have come. I've seen a lot of faces, the same faces over and over. What does the Word of God say? You are blessed. Amen. Because you heard, yes. you listened, yes. you obeyed. Yes. But then there are some that didn't. That didn't. They heard it, right? Yes. They know it, right? Yes. But did they obey it? No. no. See, they don't, they don't see, see, like when, when we bring the word of God to you, it's not coming from us. It's not coming from me. Because really, I know nothing. I know nothing. It's through God's word, reading his word, spending time with him, and getting to know him more and more and more, he begins to Reveal, and I thought, wow, and then, and then, it just makes me want to, to have more and more and more of Him. I was like, what what else do you have, Lord? What else? What else can you show me? What else can you can you say to me, Lord? And I, I just want more. And and I I just thank Him for that. He says, bless. Bless, you are blessed. Those that read his word, those that listen, those that obey. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when we when we read Revelation, there was a lot of symbols, right? Yes. Okay. So when some of the symbols that God used in Revelation in his word, he talks about stars. So what were the, what were the stars? The morning star. So like in Revelation chapter 1 verse 16, he says that the seven stars. What, what is the meaning? Churches. Okay. So if you look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 20, those seven stars are the seven angels. It's the, it's, the, it's the seven lampstands that are the churches. And then if you were to, if you were to go back and read um, Revelation chapter 5, verse 6, he talks about the seven eyes. Those are the seven full spirit of God. What about the incense? Remember he talks about the incense? 
What, what, what are the incense? Yeah, prayers. Those are the prayers of God's people. Those are the prayers of God's people. What about the woman and the child? Who is the woman? Yeah, the church, Israel. And then what about the child? Yeah, Jesus. And he talks about the dragon. Who's the dragon? Yeah, Satan. Satan. And then when he says the times, time, and a half a time, in other words, what is that? Three and a half years. The tribulation period is going to be how long? Seven years. The beast that comes out of the earth is the false prophet. What about the great prostitute? Remember that city? Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. Yep. All these things, these symbols that we, that we read, that we talked about in, 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 um, in Revelation. Now, I want to I talk about this this evening. Is let's, let's go, you're, you're right there in Revelation. Go to verse 16. Don't answer this, okay? You answer this yourself, to yourself. How many of you, as we were going through this whole book, read every chapter? Look at, uh, look at verse 16. So, so my book here, in Revelation 22, verse 16, Okay? How many of you have red lettering in your book? So, so when you have a red letter, red lettering, what, what is it? Who, who's speaking? Jesus. Jesus, right? So right here in Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. Jesus is speaking. And that's what he's saying. He goes, I, and then he says, Jesus have sent my angel to testify you these things in the churches. And he says, I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Jesus is the bright and morning star. Now, let's go. Keep a bookmarker there. And let's go to Isaiah. Go to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. And then look at verse 12. Are you there? Okay. Look at verse 12. It says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How 
You are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations. That scripture there, that verse there, also says, O Lucifer, son of the morning. So in other words, the morning star. Is that what yours says? What, what version do you got? Um, NIV. NIV? Okay, read yours. It says, How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the, dam, the dawn, you have been cast down to earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said your heart will ascend to the heavens. I will rise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly at the most heights of Mount Zephron. Mm -hmm. Keep going. No, 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 that's fine. Okay. So Satan, right here, is also referred to as the morning star. Right? So these two scriptures here that we just read, if you kind of put them next to each other, are they talking about the same person? In Revelation 22, who are we talking about? Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, right? Because that's what he said. He says, I, Jesus, and he says, and the morning star. Then right here, Lucifer, Satan, is being described as the morning star. So there's two different person here. Now, Revelation, chapter 5, verse 5. You can write this down. Revelation, chapter 5, verse 5. If you were to look it up and read it, Jesus is called the Lion of Judah. Now, and then write this scripture down. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Satan is called a roaring lion. So Jesus is referred to as a lion, right? First Peter chapter five verse eight. Mm -hmm. And then Satan in First Peter five eight, Satan is like a roaring lion. Okay. So, what are the characteristics here? Okay, if I say lion, what 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 goes through your mind? <laughs> a big hairy cat. Okay? Big paws. Okay? Yeah. So, this lion, the way Jesus is described as a lion, the lion of Judah. Okay? Jesus is all powerful. He's powerful. 
like the lion. He's powerful. Okay? Now, Satan, like a roaring lion, okay, him, as a lion, not powerful, but devour, devouring. A devouring creature. See? The Bible tells us that he came to kill, steal, and destroy. Right? And that's what he's doing. He's going around this world trying to destroy, trying to kill, trying to look to who he can attack, who he can prey on, who he can take advantage of. See, that, that's how he's being described. That's who he is. But on the other hand, Jesus doesn't do that. But Jesus, as a lion, he's all-powerful. Powerful. All-powerful. Now, in the, in the Old Testament, the Old Testament, what language was the Old Testament written in? Hebrew. Yep. What about the New Testament? Yep, Greek. Okay. Now, the Hebrew word. So, so we read Isaiah, right? So Isaiah is in the Old Testament. So that, that word mourning, that, the meaning of that morning star in, in Hebrew is, is um, Hillel, which is H-E-L-E-L. And that pretty much means the shining one. And then in Revelation 22, the Greek word for, for that same morning star is, is called aster. A-S-T-E-R. So those two words are the same, but they have a different meaning to them. They're not the same. They're not the same. And, and when I was reading this, and when I was going through this, I kept praying about it. I kept praying and asking God to, to show me. And all of a sudden, this is what I saw. You go to Hollywood, and when you go to Hollywood, people want to walk down that sidewalk full of what? And then with people's names in it. Right? I mean, they do that. They, they put their handprints and then, they, and then they, they, they put their name and then they, put, they give them a star and they put it in the ground. That's Satan. That's Satan. Satan. Because look at all those people whose names are in the, in the sidewalk. Are they alive today? No, I think some are, but most of them are dead. And then, guess what? Look, people walk on it. We just sang that song, Under My Feet. Satan, under my feet. Satan, under my feet. I, I thought, wow. Now, I want to show you something. Let's go back to 
Revelation 22. Let's go back to that same scripture, which is in verse uh, 16. Now, I'm going to read it again. Look, he says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. And then he says, I am the root and the offspring of David. And then, look, what does he say right here? He says, the, the bright and morning star. So he, what he's doing is he's separating himself. And he's saying, I'm the bright and morning star. There's no other except me. Because if you look in Isaiah, it doesn't say the, the more bright morning star. He just says morning star. That's it. But right here in Revelation, Jesus is, is bringing forward and he's saying, I, I'm, I'm the one. I'm the bright and morning star is what he's saying. Yeah, go ahead. I guess really interesting. Like scientifically speaking, like astronomy-wise, the morning star is the first to shine. It shines the brightest and the longest and the last star we see before the sun comes up. Mm -hmm. And then that star is actually a planet. And that planet is, is what? Yeah, Venus. And it's when you look at it, that early in the morning, it's, it's like, wow. You know, people are just amazed, astonished that we can see Venus first thing in the morning. Out of everything in the sky, we see Venus. It's so bright and shining. And it's just beautiful. When we, when we talked about Isaiah being that bright, morning star, but not the, not Jesus, but being that bright morning star. And then, did you know, see, you probably know this, Satan was a created angel, created by God, right? Yeah. And Satan was the most beautiful creation by God. Most beautiful, beautiful creation by God. And, and so that kind of ties in with that, that first thing that you see in the morning, that beautiful, bright morning star. And that's who Satan tries to claim to be. But he'll never be the bright morning star Amen. who is Jesus. And he'll never be that. He will never, he never will. That's why Jesus is bringing this out in, in this last part. And he's saying, I, I'm the one. I'm the one. If you were to, you can write this one down. Uh, Job 38, verse 6 through 7. Job 38, verse 6-7. through Angels are also called morning star. But they're not the morning star. 
Job 38, verse 6 and 7. Peter, there's one place in, the, in Revelation and it says that I will give you the morning star. What do you mean by that? Um, I, I didn't see it in there in Revelation, reading through the whole book. So you probably have to look at the scripture and the verse and then and then give it to me and I'll, I'll look at it. Okay. And then um, Ezekiel 28, 12 through 15, that explains and describes that Satan was a creation, mm -hmm. that one of the most beautiful of God's mm -hmm. angels created. And then um, go ahead and write this down also. Revelation chapter 2, verse 28. And then 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. What was 2 Peter again? 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. In these two scriptures here, you're also going to find that Jesus, Jesus is the one who's called the morning star. And let, let's go to Numbers. Okay. Go to Numbers. Numbers 24. And then look at verse 17. All right. Are you there? Okay. Look at verse 17. So verse 17 in Numbers chapter 24 says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel and batter the brow of Moab and destroy all the sons of Tumult. A star shall come out of Jacob. Who's that star? Jesus. Yeah. And that's who Jesus is referring to. He said, I am that star that was prophesied way back in Numbers to come, to come out of, of Jacob. So Jesus is the bright and morning star that we will all one day see in his beauty and glory. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And this is this is this is this is also. So when you look in the sky at night. You see stars, right? Basically, what you're looking at is you're looking at the light that's still traveling because the universe is in the 
what God created, the heavens and the earth, is so huge that some of these burnt out light bulbs, they're burnt out, but the light from it is still traveling. And that's what we see. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're seeing. Satan is burnt out. Amen. Is burnt out. Jesus, the only and bright and morning star, will never burn out like that. Will never burn out like that. And we're going to see him. We're going to see him. You're going to see him. You're going to see him. So next time your light bulb burns out, that's you, Satan. That's you. You're going to burn out just like that. You're going to burn out just like that. My God. My God. I'm going to live with him forever and ever. I'm going to be in his presence forever and ever. I won't need no light bulb because I'm going to be his, in his glory. I won't need none of that. He's going to provide all that for me. See, in Revelation it says there will be no more night. It's going to be day, 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 day. Amen. You'll never get tired. You'll never worry about anything. Now, this, this part where it, um, where it talks about, and, and, I, and I thought, wow. So let, let's go back to um, Revelation. And look at, uh, go back to verse 22. And then look at uh, verse 8. Verse 8 says, Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, look, he says, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Even though John experienced all these things, he, he, he kind of messed up. He fell to his knees and tried to worship the angel. But the angel corrected him. And it, was, it happened two times in Revelation. And, and he says, no, 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 don't do that. You worship God. Worship God. Worship God. So in other words, don't worship things that are created Amen. by God. See, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Yes. Don't worship anything of that. Worship God. Worship God. Worship God. And, and um, <clears throat> there, there, there's, there, there, are, there are people out there. Be very careful because the, the, the enemy, Satan, can come to you in a dream and, and tell you like, try to reveal something to you, say that it's from God. But it's not from God. It's from Satan. You have to be very, very, very careful. Because if you're not in the Word, if you're not, if you, if you're not um, having a, a right relationship with God, you're going to believe everything 
And sometimes people, they get dreams, and then they say, God spoke to me. And they're being deceived by Satan. That's kind of what John went through. And that, see, that's why he fell on his knee. Even though he saw these things, even though he experienced these, he was experiencing these things, he fell on his knees and, and be, began to try to worship an angel. But he was corrected and said, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, so be very careful. You know, so, and, and I, I always say that, you know, because the devil can deceive you in, in, in those ways like that. And here's another thing, too. People say when someone dies, okay, they believe that they're in heaven right now, and then they say, that person is watching over me. That's not true. That's not true. They begin to take their focus off of God, and then they begin to put their focus on the dead. Why put your focus on the dead? While we should be, our focus should be on Jesus, who's alive today. Be very careful. Be very careful. You know, and, and they begin to say that. You know, and, and the dead, someone who's dead, they're gone. And, and I always tell this to Sharon. I said, I said when I, if I die before you and I go back to be with the Lord, I said, I'm not going to be looking down on you and then taking care of you. <laughs> or, or I'm not going to be concerned or worried and say, oh no, look at what Sharon's doing. <laughs> Amen. I'm not. Because in heaven, there's no worry. Yeah, everything, my, my thinking is going to be different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a beautiful place in the presence of God. That's where I'm going to be. So right now, as I'm alive, if I go back before you, when I, when I tell Sharon, and then I say, that's, that's going to be your purpose and your goal is to be where I'm at. Because right now, as I'm alive and living in this world, everything that I'm sharing with you, everything that I'm telling you, you're going to know that when I leave, I'm in the presence of God. And if you're still here, I want you to, to say, I want to be where he's at. I want to be where he's at. Amen. Don't turn it around the other way and say, that person is watching over me, taking care of me, looking after me, worried about me, concerned about me. No. 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 Amen. The Holy Spirit kicks that rule. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, he's given us that helper. I always get um, a little bit conflicted with that. Like, I feel like, are we in a waiting room? <laughs> or, um, I always read another place in the Bible where it says we're asleep. Mm-hmm. We're asleep in death. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Well, like I said, 
Well, well I, I think of it, um, I, I don't remember the scripture, but it's in the, I think it was, I can't remember, um, but it says that, it says that um, once you die and you're a child of God, you're a believer, you're, you're in the presence of God. You're, you're, you're there with God in, in His presence. That's where you're at. Remember, remember Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. When He was on the cross. Mm-hmm. When I hear you say that, I used to think of those terms too, like a waiting room, but when I think of it, I think of like, okay, let's say I die, and then my next conscious moment, I, I think, the way I understand it, is going to be with Jesus, but even though to me it may have just seemed like seconds or like a moment later, it's probably a lifetime of what people have died or whatever, and then like I'm already there, that's how I kind of see it. Sometimes I think it's like a light switch, like you're <laughs> right. dead and then you're turned off or like you're asleep, but then it seems like a moment to you if you're dead, but then you're, it seems like you're when you're turned on, you're immediately in Jesus' presence. Yeah, your spirit I, will yeah. be there in the presence You had your, your hand up, Brenda? Mm-hmm. Remember uh, Paul said that yeah. when he's absent from the body, he's present. Yes, that's the one. That's the one I was looking for, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. To be absent from the body is to be mm-hmm. present, present with, with the Lord. Yep. Mm-hmm. Immediately, just like that, you're going to be there mm-hmm. in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Those that are going to be in the wait, kind of like a waiting room, are going to be those that are unbelievers. Remember we talked about that when we went through the because they're waiting, they're waiting to go before God to be judged. And then once they're judged, then they're going to be sent into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. So those will be the ones that will be waiting, waiting. But for us, because we're believers, we, we see that's why Revelation says that verse chapter one, verse three, those who Read those who listen and then those who do it. They're blessed. You're blessed. See, that's why I say, thank God I'm blessed because I believe God's word. I have God's word. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Thank you, Lord, for giving me your word. Thank you, God, for showing me your word. You know, thank you for understanding of your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. I know where I'm at right now. I know where I'm going to be when my time is up. See, you're blessed. That's what it means to be blessed. Doesn't mean that you're going to be a millionaire and have a big home or anything like that. That's, that's not blessed. 
That's just material things that will rot and destroy. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm gonna, I want to I wanna show you something here. Okay? And we're going to end with this. Go to Malachi. And then Malachi is what part of the Bible? Old Testament. Old Testament. And the last book. Okay, so let's go to the last chapter. Let's go to the last verse. Okay? Of the Old Testament. Last book, last chapter, last verse. Of the Old Testament. And tell me when you're there. Amen. 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 Okay. All right. So the, the, the verse is what? Yep. The chapter is what? Okay. Look, he says, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, let's go to the last book of the New Testament. Let's go to the last chapter. And let's go to the last verse. Amen. And when you're there, say amen. 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 Look at that. Verse 21, right? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. amen. You notice the difference between those two verses? The last verse in the Old Testament and then the last verse in the New Testament. Do you see the difference? The last verse in Malachi or the, the, last, the last verse in the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 4 verse 6 contains a what? Because he says, lest I come. And then what does he say? Go back to that one. To, to Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. Look, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers. Then he says, lest I come. And then look, what does he say? And strike the earth with a With a curse. Are you glad God sent Jesus yes. for each and every one of us? Yes. Are you glad that Jesus died on the cross? Amen. And then he's given us the promise of eternal life? Because everything that we did wrong against God, running from God, look, curse. Curse. But then look at the last verse in the New Testament. What does he say? The grace. See, by God's grace. By God's grace. Because grace describes God's dealing 
with men on the basis of the new covenant. And I found this, this right here. So this is from, from um, Charles Spurgeon. This is what he says. Look, he goes, Whatever you may miss, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be always with you. In whatsoever points you or any of us may fail, may we never come short of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We are saved by the grace of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to go through. We're not going to face the tribulation. Praise God. We're going to have eternal life in the presence of our Lord forever and ever. Praise the Lord. All these things. But one thing that we need to remember, Revelation, get ready. Get ready. Be ready. Every day, be ready. Every day, be ready. Because you don't know when Jesus is coming. The choices that you make, let it honor God. The things that you do, let it honor God. And then, tell people, come, come. Come, come, so that they too will hear, listen, and obey, and they're going to also be in the presence of God forever and ever and ever. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So next week, okay, I, I, want, I want to talk about the Middle East. How the Middle East, what's happening there, why it's happening, why it's going on with this war, everything. Because it's written. It's written. When did Jerusalem become a nation? A little over 70 years. Not too long ago. Not too long ago. But God needs Jerusalem to be a nation before He comes. Before He returns. So what does that mean? Before 1948, when Jerusalem wasn't a nation, we knew that it wasn't going to happen yet. But now that Jerusalem is a nation, it's coming soon. It's coming soon, and all these things are starting to happen, especially in the Middle East. Praise the Lord. But it goes all the way back to Genesis. So if you want to know, come next week. Praise God. Play that song, Sharon. Let's play this last song. Let us rejoice. Let us be happy. Let us thank God. Praise the Lord. You have the victory, amen? Praise God. I have the victory.